On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing another disappointing loss for the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll talk about that and more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to make thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hit that notification button if you listen to us on an app so you are aware as soon as the newest episode drops. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel on YouTube on this episode of Locked on Lightning. We are discussing last night's very disappointing loss to the Philadelphia Flyers at the home opener for Tampa, uh, losing 3-2 in just, I know it's very, 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 and I can't overstate this enough, very early in the season. But this was one of the most ridiculous losses thus far. Um, If we're going to look back in a couple of weeks. I mean, the Lightning are now, let me, let's just cut to the chase. The Lightning are one and three right now in the season and not a good start. Uh, they've lost two straight games in a row now after last night's 3 2 loss, in which a game they were up 2 nothing. They started out the game 2 nothing, two goals from Stamkos. It looked like everything was growing great. Against a a Flyers team that has gotten off to a very good start. And now your team jumps out to a 2-0 lead. It look, you're doing a lot of good things, right? The Lightning are are improving in the faceoff circle. They're, you know, they're laying the body, playing a physical game, coming out. At one point, they were out shooting the Flyers 8-1, only to to end the period. Uh, out shooting them eight to six, going nine minutes without a shot on net. This is what makes me absolutely nuts about this team. Okay, you know I wanted to start out slow with this pod and and discuss you know some of the positives and some of the good things that happened from this game. Build up to it. I've talked about it on past episodes. I talked about it last year that I. In the past, have have ranted, come on this podcast, and ranted for 30 minutes about Tampa not doing the things right. Last couple of years, I think I've been a little bit more calm about things. But we're four games into the season, and I've had enough. I've had enough with, with some hockey fans, some Lightning fans, this team in general. Just, you know, when they talk after the game, when they talk about what they need to improve on – it's the same story over and over and over again. And I spoke about this on a couple of episodes ago. It's the same thing over again that this team is saying that they need to work on. It's the same thing that John Cooper says almost every time this team loses a game. And what happens? Then, okay, they'll go out and win a game. And yeah, it'll be like, a, all right, it'll be kind of a Tampa's back kind of thing. They're back in their groove. Maybe sometimes, like last year, they'll rattle off a couple of wins. They'll, you know, they'll calm down everybody. But listen, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm just throwing this stat out there. You can take it what you want. 
The Lightning lost back-to-back games on four different times, four different uh, occasions last season. We are not even out of the first month of the NHL season. The Lightning have already lost their first uh, back-to-back games. Now, I, that's not like the big picture of this, but my my issue with everything that has been happening, that has been building up with this team over the past couple of years, and yes, ESPN last night, if you watched the game on ESPN, they made a great case uh, for you know why the Lightning are kind of struggling. They're very top heavy right now. We kind of we knew that going into the season. Uh, we knew that going over the next couple of years, especially with the salary cap, that you know things were going to be tough for this team. You know, uh, uh, Julian Brees-Boss could only pull so many aces out of his sleeves uh, in the offseason and in uh, the the trade deadline. But when it comes down to it, my issue, my biggest issue with this team, and I'm not saying that they are. They are content with the way things are. I don't believe that. I mean, this this team is full of a lot of competitors. Uh, you know, they still have a lot of players on this team that you could see that they go out there, they play with a passion. But it's one thing to go out there and play with passion, and then it's one thing. It's another thing to go out there and play with passion and and not execute, or or go out there execute and then just completely fall asleep. And that's what we saw from Tampa last night. That's what we have seen from Tampa in a majority of their losses uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, probably in recent memory, the only one that I won't say that contributed to this was opening night against the Rangers. I think the Rangers were just the better team. That's just what it comes down to in that scenario. But listen, Tampa as a team, and you could take this, maybe I'm being dramatic. Go ahead and comment below. Adam, you're being dramatic. Because listen, I'll take it. I'll take it. If you call me dramatic, I'll accept it. I'll get it. But right now, this team does not look like a good team. It does not at all. And there was a quote from last night. It was uh, from Chris Crenn, who we've had on the show before, Lightning Beat Rider. This group should close that game out. And we didn't. That's probably a little bit of concern. Um, That was from a segment he did. And... Honestly, I mean, that's nothing new with this group. That is nothing new. Yes, you know, they, and and I'm even discussing in seasons in which they have won the Stanley Cup. There's been times, and I spoke about this, if you want to go back and listen to the episode, I've spoken about it on numerous episodes. Most recently, the, the, when I did the, the segment, the Atlantic Division uh, segment about the Detroit Red Wings, this Lightning team, when they win, it's a hard fought win. But when they lose, it is ugly. It is frustrating. Um, And it's not, you know, most of the time, it's not even that they're losing to teams that are significantly better than them. You know, I think that Philly is a very talented team. Uh, I was very high on them last year. Not so much this year. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm still, at least for me, I'm still sitting back and waiting to see how this group evolves over the course of the season under former Lightning coach uh, John Tortorella. But at times last year, this Philly team was very much underachieving, if not the most underachieving team in the NHL. And I still think that, you know, I th- I think it's very early on in the season to say that the, they were the better team in this game because they weren't. 
they just took advantage of situations just because you take care you take advantage of situations and chances that you have over the course of a hockey game doesn't mean you are the better team it just means you were the better team that night and you know there i don't think that it in certain situations it means that i think this situation it just means that the lightning just it it kind of just you could see over the last couple of games the trend that is starting to really form with this team, you know, other than maybe a little, some, some names here and there. I mean, name a player other than Steven Stamkos that has really come up, has really, you know, contributed a lot over the last four games because not to get, too dramatic here but if the lightning continue this trend um and and listen i have i'm not at all upset over stamco scoring uh on a nightly basis i think i speak for every lightning fan when i say that steven stamco's scoring every night uh you're pretty much putting yourself in a good situation to win hockey games and especially when he is skating around with a ton of confidence. Uh, he that makes him one of the most dangerous players in in the league right now. He's leading the NHL in goals uh, with six on the season, which is great. But I need to see this team needs to see in order to be successful. This team needs to see more production. They need to see better defense. We'll talk about the defensive part. Uh, in the second segment. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Bet Online. Now hockey's back, football's back, NBA's back. It's the Major League Baseball playoffs right now. And betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting, football, and most importantly, hockey and basketball. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis of every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source. For all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. I have to say, thus far, I have not been winning any of my hockey bets. uh, Because when I bet on the Lightning, they lose. And when when I don't bet on them, they win. So maybe I just need to stop putting money on them. But I use Bet Online. I love it. Easy. Gives me all the information I need. Uh, I just don't listen to it. But you should. So, and... Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. You could use it on your phone, your laptop. Super easy to use. Bet online where the game starts. So once again, I'd just like to thank everybody, everybody, whether you are listening, whether you're watching, for making us your first listen of the day. Please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on if you are listening to us on an audio platform. We are available wherever and we are free If you're following us on YouTube, please go ahead and give us a follow on the channel. Throw a thumbs up, comment below, tell me I'm dramatic. I want you to tell me I'm dramatic because that means that the Lightning are going to improve, which I think they will, but they're not going to have a good season if they continue playing like this. Uh, Go ahead and follow us on our social media platforms. If you're listening to us, our social media platforms are on Twitter, LO underscore Lightning and locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. If you're watching on YouTube, just look at the ticker below. And once again, most importantly, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. 
love hearing from all of you. Love the comments. Uh, so keep that up. Let's bump this up as we get our, we continue our mission to get up to 500 subscribers and then eventually hit that 1K mark. And I could only do it, we could only do it with your help. So looking at this game, now you're saying if you've been following along thus far, which I really hope you have, I mean, because really who, who's going to fast forward through a podcast and not listen to the beginning? I don't know. <laughs> um, but if you look at last night, like I said, Lightning get off to a 2 nothing lead. All is well at Amelie. Crowd is getting crazy. Players are into it. Everybody's juiced up. Like I said, the Lightning get off to a great start and a very ideal start. You know, the first period, even though there was no goals, I very much enjoyed everything that was being done by Tampa. Doing not too much of anything, you know, moving around, uh, being creative. You know, everything that I have said on this show that this team needs to do in order to be successful. Um, and in the second period, I mean, those two goals from Stamkos, chef's kiss. And then the Flyers start to make a go of it. And... I'm not discrediting the Flyers. Listen, I, like I said, very talented team in theory thus far. They are showing that ta that talent is, is showing on the ice. Um, I don't think they're there yet. I mean, who knows? J John Tortorella could have been the answer. But should the Lightning, regardless of how I feel about their first two lines, should they have lost this game? No. Is there an excuse? Absolutely not. But I'm not going to discredit what they did because, listen, like I said at the top of the show, the, the Flyers took advantage of the opportunities that were afforded to them. And who gave them those opportunities? Tampa. And, you know, really my issue with this is I think other than if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the Lawton goal, which was off the deflection off the, the Zamula shot. I, I believe that was it. Um, that was a good goal. I mean, I, I mean, listen, right place, right time. Vasilevsky was made a very good save on the initial shot. Uh, didn't have enough time. Even Vasilevsky can't move over that fast. I mean, other times, you know, he'll stick a pad out, make an amazing save, you know, but can't save them all. And that's fine. Listen, that's fine. Vasilevsky is human. Uh, I'm not going to kill Tampa for that. It's You see that goal scored on a nightly basis in the National Hockey League. So not a bad goal. That's fine. I could live with 2-1 at that point. But the third period. The third period is where I have issues. Most namely, the JVR goal, which was on a power play. The Noah Cates goal. I have big problems with. The Lightning are no strangers to 
turning over the puck in the neutral zone, being poor with the puck in their own zone. And if you want to put one reasoning on why Tampa lost this game, other than the lack thereof offensive production from this team, because let's face it, thus far in the season, it's been the Steven Stamkos show. And he's a great player, but and I love score. I love to see him scoring, but he shouldn't be putting up this many goals. And for I mean, come on, he's a great player, but I mean, Connor McDavid is the best player on the planet, but he's not even putting up six goals in four games. I'm just saying, something is you know a player scoring a lot of goals like this in that span of games isn't always a good thing. Most times, it means that the rest of your team isn't produ- producing. Something to think about, people. But the Noah Cates goal, if, if you have to break it all down, simplify it as to why Tampa lost this game, it's because they got into their bad habits. They dug themselves a grave that they couldn't get out of. You know, the way these goals were scored. The JVR goal. But, you know, it's funny. I, I have a huge issue with the game-winning goal for, for Philly. But I think the JVR goal, the, the the goal by James Van Riemsdyk, was more egregious than the one which was uh, Noah Cates picked up the puck uh, after Tampa turned over the puck literally feet away from from uh, Vasilevsky, which is still I, – I, I looked at the replay about four times already, and I already feel the aneurysm coming. But the JVR goal, I think, really was – I think if now I haven't seen anything today, but if I had to guess, if I if I want to play coach for a minute, if I'm John Cooper post game, or if I'm on the the bench app during this, I'm going to be more upset about the James Van Riemsdyk goal. Why? Because you have Kevin Hayes with the puck. Up high, cycling around with Tony D'Angelo. You're on the power. You're on the PK, Tampa. And if you look, if if you want, while you're listening to this, or maybe afterwards, pause and take a look at the video. Look where James Van Riemsdyk is in front of the net, all by himself. And I get you're a man down, but. I need to I need to know. And, and this is rhetorical. And let me know actually though what you think about in the comments. I'm curious what other people think about this. What in the hell is Eric Chernak and Victor Hedman doing? You're just listen, I get it, you're on the man advantage. There's only so much you could do with a man down on a pe- But you're gonna let James Van Riemsdyk just stand there casually in front of Vasilevsky? Chernak is nowhere even remotely close. You know what? I push him out of the, the doorstep. Get him out of the slot. Make him work for it down low. That that was, in my opinion, even though, yes, the Noah Cates goal off the turnover was probably the gut punch. This was probably the worst goal the Lightning gave up in this game, if not the whole season. They, this is when I get upset. I get upset when 
I, 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 like I said before, with, with the, with the Scott Lawton goal, that is fine. That was a good goal that happens every night in the NHL. That's a good goal. Even the Noah Cades goal, I'll allow it. That's fine. I'll look the other way on that. But just letting an, another defender hang out in front of your goaltender late in the game with a one goal lead on the PK. And just let him just do what he wants and obstruct. Nobody even remotely close to push him to the side or give him any sort of trouble for being down there. Vasilevsky has no shot in hell to save this puck. You're going to allow him to do that to your goaltender? If I was Vasilevsky, I would be livid. I'd be absolutely livid, whether it be in that moment or after the game. I would be I would pay big money to be a fly on the wall post game in the locker room or in practice to see what John Cooper has to say about that to his team because it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Whether you're a bottom feeder in the NHL or you're one of the top dogs in the NHL, regardless, the nature, the entire way that goal played out. In my opinion, and I I am not being dramatic here. We've used that word a lot today. I'm not being dramatic, but that is in my in my two years and three seasons thus far. Four, fourth season now, actually. In my four seasons hosting this show, that is the worst goal I have ever seen this team give up. So wrapping things up on this show, uh, once again, I want to thank all of you for making us our first listen. And please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow. Follow us on our YouTube channel. Always love hearing from y'all. Really love it. Really love it. You know what? Listen, it's early on in the NHL season. That was, to me, a very frustrating game. Because, yes, I will give credit to the where credit is due. Philly is on quite a roll to start the season right now. Statistically, one of the best teams in the league. Good for them. Good, good, good story to start off the regular season. I don't think anybody would have predicted this. But like I said, Tampa, there's a lot of work that needs to be done with this team. A lot of it's. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating because um, there there could be a lot of things that could be said about this team. But playing soft down low like that, like I said on on that on that Van Riemsdyk goal, that that's inexcusable. And and I guarantee you, they go up against Florida like that uh, Friday night. That it is not going to be a good night for anybody in a Lightning sweater, whether it be. On the ice during the game, between periods or after the periods. If they go out there, I'm telling you right now. If the Tampa Bay Lightning go out on the ice Friday night against the Florida Panthers and play the same way they played against the Philadelphia Flyers in that game, it is going to be a long night. It is going to be a long night. And I will be shocked. I will be shocked. If at that point we don't see John Cooper's breaking point. On camera. 
I would be shocked if they go out and play the same way they played Tuesday night against the Philadelphia Flyers, if they go out Friday night and duplicate that performance against the Florida Panthers, I would be shocked and appalled if John Cooper doesn't say anything publicly. Because I think at that point as a head coach, you kind of have to call your team out publicly. I mean, it's one it's one thing. It is one thing to to say stuff on the bench, in practice, in the dressing room to your team. And it's another to publicly call them out and embarrass them. Because that's what it is. It's embarrassing. And they should be embarrassed about the way they lost Wednesday night. Because I said, I've said it throughout this entire podcast today. I, I, yes. Is their roster a little funky this year? Absolutely. You know, there's going to be, it. this is an adjustment period. But they still should have won last night. That was inexcusable. You, you can't go out there. I'm sorry, in today's NHL, you can't go out there and score two goals and expect to win. I'm sorry. Or at least think that you're in some sort of control out there. And this this team, at times during the game, the way they played, the decisions they were making against a team like Philly, and I've said it numerous times on this show, the lesser teams are always the more dangerous ones. It is – it looked at almost at times as though they were content. And that's when you as the head coach or even as the captain in Steven Stamkos need to make a statement in the dressing room, need to have a meeting. Because if I'm, if I'm a player on the Lightning, and I said on the last episodes, if I'm a new player on the Lightning and I signed with them in the offseason, I made the actual choice – to come to Tampa to play with them to to have a chance at winning a Stanley Cup, and I start my season at one and three. I'm going to be looking around like what what happened? What what is this? Did I did did I miss something? Was I watching a different team? Obviously, no player would ever say that given the culture of hockey, but publicly at least. But guys need to step it up. 91's playing great thus far, but everybody else in a lightning sweater, whether you're on the first line forward or you're on the last defensive pairing, got to step it up. Got to step it up. Too many guys, especially down front in front of Vasilevsky. I know he's the best goaltender in the world, but you can't let guys just run around like that. You can't let guys just hang out there in front of him. It's not how you win hockey games. We know. But we've seen it. We've seen the Lightning do the absolute opposite of that. So, listen, I'm very concerned about the state of this team thus far. I do like the roster still a bit. I I, I think there, I think there's a lot of potential as this team continues to grow its chemistry. Like, listen, I still think if they could turn it around, which I have every bit of faith that they will, I still think they compete for the division, but right now, (laughs) not looking so good. (laughs) But we'll be back tomorrow to talk about more about this team, what possible chances might uh, changes might need to come, uh, whether it be from Syracuse or from within with line changes, as well as look forward to Friday's game against the Florida Panthers. But in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.